Hey y'all. Hello, hello. It's Lauren. It's Jamie. Welcome to the Chicks and Dip podcast. Hello. We think <laughs> this is episode eight. I know. We're kind of we like out of order. Yeah. We're recording. We've got a vacation coming up. So mm-hmm. we're kind of like recording all over the place. But I think this is episode eight. Yeah. We're both going to spend some much needed time with the fam. Ugh. I'm so excited. I haven't spent this long in upstate New York in like two years since I moved down here. I'm hyped. Yes. Get away from Savannah for a minute. We love Mm -hmm. this city, but we got to get out. You know, we got to leave. Yeah. That family pool party is coming up that we talked about a little bit with Frank when he was on. Yes. I am hyped, guys. And my sister, oh my God, you know about this. Ah! So long story short, my sister is such a foodie. I am not. And we are just a big Italian family. And For some reason, my mom was like, you know what? This year, we're just going to do hamburgers and hot dogs. It's not going to be a big deal. My sister started a like riot petition, everything throughout my family, voice messaging my cousins and I to be like, I need your backup on this. Uh, We need the Italian food. We need the sausage. We need everything like everything there. So we're getting it. She's excited. Everybody's excited. It came through. Oh, it's it's coming through. How can you not? If you like get an army of cousins together, (laughs) anything is possible, you guys. All of us Italian cousins, especially my like Long Island cousins. Oh, no. Uh -uh. Oh, no. Uh -uh. We're putting our foot down this year for the Polari pool party. I get it, though. (laughs) Our family does like Cajun style uh, like seafood gumbo. Wow. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like a bunch of my family is like we're from Mississippi, like Louisiana area. And so that's like our, you know. Jamie is too Italian as Lauren is to the Cajun food. And so, um, I mean, we do the gumbo every Christmas Eve. And if like for whatever reason my dad said we're not doing it, I would be like, (laughs) what? Good joke. Like, yeah, we are. Yeah, you can't ruin those family traditions. You really can't do it. Because you literally look forward to it for a freaking year. Oh, yeah. I mean, the sausage and peppers and just like lasagna, like all these different things. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I wasn't going to like go to bat for it. I still did. I'm like, let me know what you want me to say to mom. Lorene got you. Oh, yeah. My mom never mentioned anything to me because she knew that I didn't care. That's and she's like, Jamie's not going to like riot about this. I'm just like, listen, <laughs> just let me chill in the pool and I'll be good. Oh, my God. I will participate in the pool part of the pool party. Hello. Yeah. I would be the one who's participating in the food part. I will get just enough in the water where you can't see my belly poking out because mm-hmm. I've had three plates of Italian sausage oh. or whatever you just said. Oh, my sausage God. Sausage and peppers. Like Lorene was like, I'm going to hide. She was like, I. I would rather have my pants unbuttoned and hide in the shallow end. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be me. <laughs> got it. Yep. Got it. Good. Indeed. God. So good. What other stories you got? I'm feeling you guys can definitely hear it, and I sincerely apologize, but I'm feeling under the weather um, today. In a time. So I do not have any stories because I can't breathe. I have more of an update, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if this was like last week's episode at this point or two weeks before, uh-huh. but that was right when my eyebrows got burned. My Ooh. skin got burned above my eyebrows. So what we found out, actually, thanks to Lauren's mom, um, I went to the dermatologist and she's been giving me like tretinoid or retinoid, whatever the frick, uh-huh. to put on your face. And apparently you can't get your eyebrows waxed if you're putting that on your face. So I had a chemical burn on my face. Oh, yeah. It was like this whole thing. <laughs> My mom, like, I was just telling her, I was like, whatever they did at the nail salon mm-hmm. to Jamie, like, we should, we could sue them, I think. Like, We're that pissed. nail salon. And my mom was like, is she on tretinoid or retin whatever? And yeah. I'm like, um, 
Yeah, why? Probably. She's like, everyone knows that. You can't get a wax. I was like, well, this is news to us. The 25-year-olds haven't gotten the message. I was literally never warned. So anybody that's listening to this, if you are putting such product on your face, you have to wait, what, five to seven days or something? Yeah. You don't use it. I know my mom's like, well, why didn't you wash your face before? I'm like, listen up. (laughs) Like, that's not how... This works. Okay. We live impromptu lives. I know, but I'm like, Lauren and I have this running joke because that stuff like makes you purge. Oh my God. So whenever I'd be having, like before I went to the dermatologist, my face was just honestly a mess. I was going on and off birth control, just craziness. And um, whenever I'd be having a bad day, Lauren would be like, leave her alone. She's purging. Her face is purging. You leave Jamie alone. She's Can't. purging. <laughs> so we, we have gotten through the purging phase. But okay, okay. So all of that to say, Um, My skin has healed, but you know what hasn't healed? I broke my nail. Okay. Like when we were showing our nails on the episode, everything, I was at a silent disco party in Charlotte, North Carolina this past weekend. And if you know me, I love to dance no matter day time, love to dance. You put on music. I'm going to do it. She breaking it down. Oh, I was breaking it down. Like we were all like kind of like skimming the floor, like doing a little like bopping action. And my nail hit someone's knee. And I felt it break and I was just like, ooh, okay, that feels a little spicy down there. That's horrible. (laughs) And spicy down there. (laughs) That sounds even worse. That is not what I meant. My nail was stinging and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't good. I looked down. I was gushing blood like down my arm, my nail, everything. So casually, you know me, I do a little like Irish goodbye and I'm like, oh, I'm like in the kitchen by myself being like, oh my God, (laughs) it was stinging so bad. Everybody's like still jamming and I'm like, yeah, okay, me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm having a great time in here. I was having a horrible time. So now it literally broke half of my nail off and I don't know today I was on the phone my mom like mom we should go get our nails done when I'm home (laughs) I can't believe you haven't gotten it fixed I I'm just yeah oh my god I um have I said I wasn't gonna talk and here I am this is you guys are gonna suffer um I had a pretty traumatic nail incident I've definitely talked about this somewhere before definitely on my Instagram but um a couple years ago on St. Patrick's Day I um <laughs> allegedly I was blackout and don't remember it. I'll be totally honest. Um allegedly I slammed my pinky in my Uber door at the end of the oh, night at about God. four in the morning. And I woke up and that nail was broken so far down, it was just a little sliver of neon yeah, yellow. That's horrible. It was like foul and it was still hanging on by like one little <gasps> clip. So like the whole nail hadn't fallen off yet. But it was like I could literally oh, like touch it and no. see the whole nail bed. The nail bed's disgusting. And so I went to the nail salon and I was like, can you save it? And uh, they were like, no, ma'am, we can't. And so they had to take the whole nail off and then they like doctored it up and they couldn't even put a tip on. It was so busted. So they had to just take the like acrylic paste and just like pat it on and like build a fake nail just so it didn't look like I had like a naked pinky. And they looked great. Like really, they did good. It healed up. It's still a little bit. Um. Ooh, visual aid number two for this episode. Uh, <laughs> visual aid, I'll post a picture of my like pinky. My left pinky permanently grows at like a angle. Mm-hmm. It like angles up and it still hasn't healed. It's been two years. So I think maybe it's just permanent damage. But okay, wait, I would like to go back to the part that you said they took your nail off. They removed I the mean, rest of your nail. <laughs> not like that little sliver part like they... They cut, they had to get in there and cut the little hanging part off. And then they trimmed that up and got that little, you know, the buzzy thing that like shaves it down. They got it nice and thin. 
no but way. No. I mean, they didn't like med. They're not a doctor. It's a nail salon. You know, they didn't like do hang nail surgery. <laughs> well, that's where I was like, hold on. Well, number one, I don't think that's correct. They no, no, shouldn't no. Be doing that. Two. No. How did that not kill? Because mine is not as bad as yours, and I am washing my face and my hair with yeah. one hand because it's stinging so bad. No, I'll be. You should go. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe. I'm not saying like aesthetically. I can't believe you haven't gotten it fixed. Like mine hurt like incredibly bad until I got it fixed. But with them drilling it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, it, it oh. definitely hurt. But once it was done, like whatever they had cleaned it out, gotten the hangnail yeah, off yeah. and then just like put something on top of it, it was relief. I had to still take Advil for a couple days, but <laughs> nail like people always make fun of people like, oh, you're going to break a nail. That no. shit is serious. That hurts. It's <laughs> a real deal. You can't people. use your right. Your whole hand. Good no. luck using it. Literally whole hand. It's just not. I mean, if I was flipping someone the bird, I guess I have an exciting finger oh. to show someone. <laughs> <laughs> an exciting nasty finger with the little band-aid but like i really tried to like rock and roll with no band-aid and i was like nope i literally cannot because i hit something wrong and it's just not yeah i need to go get a tip on it but i'm not gonna lie i'm being frugal as heck and like not doing anything they won't charge you for the full set i know i just spent so much money on these damn nails last week not yeah. even a week i've had these babies on no i guess a week today it's fine, Man. guys. It's really fine. But yeah, it's just something. So um, lesson learned. Hey, at least you know what to do Um, if your skin burns when you get your eyebrows done, when your nails break. We got you know covered. what you need at an Italian family pool party now. Yes. Yes. You know it. There we go. Wow. I got to post something on the story about the um Polari pool see, party this weekend. I want to see pictures of all the food. Like, oh, oh, will there be dip? I'm sure there's going to be a dip. Oh, pick. my God. Of course there's going to be oh, dip. Oh, God. Oh my Italian god, yes, buffalo! Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's going to be a buffalo chicken dip. I'm pretty sure that my cousin Caitlin is making it. Um, I think we were actually talking about this last week too. My family, we all take a shot at the beginning of the party. Well, then we say we take one. It happens multiple times. Uh-huh. There's multiple firsts of the days. My grandfather Poppy started that tradition, so like in his honor, now we take it. Love it. And I think one of the finest moments of my life was teaching my grandfather how to take a Jello shot. So cute. I've seen video mm-hmm. of this, and it is. I mean, he's the coolest. I don't know oh any God. other ninety year olds who are that cool. Yeah, he was a dopest human. Man, was. this one's for you, Poppy. First of the day. <laughs> First of the day. Anyways. That was a lot about my family, so welcome. Love it. Love it. We're all Burtons now. <laughs> um, we have a really good guest for y'all. Um, this topic, so Jamie and I are not parents. Mm-mm. Mr. Kim truly doesn't count. I'm sorry, babe. Um, but <laughs> we know, you know, around the age of 25, like some of our listeners are moms. Some of our listeners yep. are getting married. And so we did want to bring on um, a working mom. And so we brought on our friend, Katie. She's a mother and she is a businesswoman and so i've got a big big like lengthy introduction so i guess we can just get into it yeah and also stay tuned because there's a very um exciting announcement but you got to listen to it to find out yes just saying but huge surprise in this interview Mm y'all we'll talk to katie in three two one All right, y'all. We are here with our guest for today's episode. This is Katie Siplin. She is a realtor and property manager for Tri-County Real Estate, the marketing director for Choose Mart, a partner of Three Points Food Court, and a partner of the Cafe on 63rd. Katie is a businesswoman. She's a friend, and she's an amazing mom. She's here to talk about being a young mom and having both children and a career. Welcome to the pod, Katie. Hey. hey. Oh, my God. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that kind of wraps it up a yeah, little bit. It's a lot. It. 
I mean, yeah. you really do do so much. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. It's impressive. I know. Why I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I feel like maybe a good path to this conversation is we want to talk to you about motherhood and then getting into your career. So yeah. I guess maybe start with how many kids do you have? <laughs> do you want to start with your first children? <laughs> like, how you first got pregnant? <laughs> you know, I literally was thinking about how many kids I have <gasps> the other day. And I was like, that's a lot of humans <laughs> to have put in the world. Like, um, close to a basketball team worth <laughs> of children. Yeah. That's impressive. That You're lot. not wrong. And it's funny because, like, when I was pregnant with Roman, the girls were, like, so number-driven with it. They were like, Mom, this is, like, a, a fourth child. And I was like, no, it's not. And then I was like, no, it is. It is wow. four now. This is yeah. Four. This right. is, yeah, four. yeah, four. Four. <laughs> she goes, oh, wow, yeah, you, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, maybe we'll just go there. Yeah, I mean, just I think you right off the bat need to tell people about the first time. Okay. So (laughs) it started with twins, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So never did I have the option to have just one child. Um, I got hit with two from the jump. And this was my freshman year of college. So I was very young. Mm -hmm. And I always say, like, I'm always like, I don't know how we survived how anyone survived that like uh-huh. us and the children mm-hmm. um because we were so young but then i also think maybe we were so young that we were so stupid that we didn't even know any better that we didn't know that we like knew we didn't know what we were doing uh-huh. yeah like, like we just assumed that we were getting it figured out and it was funny because like with the cut so there were the two um Haley and hannah my twins um hopefully i don't say anything to embarrass you oh man <laughs> They're these cute little boys. <laughs> cute little boys. Um, they're girls. My um, husband at the time, we wanted a boy so bad. Mm-hmm. And when I was pregnant with the twins, um, I was not accepting the fact that they were both girls. Like every time we went to an ultrasound, they were like, yes, no, they were both girls. And I was like, mm, false. One of these is a boy. <laughs> Um, I have two babies in my belly, so certainly one is going to be a boy for me. And um, no, they were right. Science is usually correct. And they were two girls. And so um, my husband at the time, like not long after we had them, and it was horrible, guys. Like, um, I'm not even going to pretend like that was magical in any kind of way. It was hard as crap. (laughs) And um, those kids didn't sleep at Mm -hmm. all. I was just talking to somebody about this today, like, because they were born so early, the twins, like they were actually almost three months early. Wow. So they were three pounds each. And um, so they had to stay in the NICU for like a little over a month. And um, and that, again, I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, So I was like going to class and then like pumping milk out of my body and like going straight to the hospital to take the milk that they needed to like feed the babies and then I would sit there with them and then I would go back to class and then I would go back to the hospital and it was just like non-stop that for like five weeks oh my god and I remember one time and like when they're in the NICU there's all these kinds of things that have to happen mm-hmm. like for the babies to be able to come home with you like they have to pass all of these tests which normal babies um not that they're not normal babies but um when you have a baby, mm-hmm. there are things that have to happen before they can come home with you. But preemie babies, there are like extra things that have to happen. Yeah. So like one of the things was, and I hope I'm remembering this correctly because it was literally like 20 years ago. One of the things was like 
a car seat test. So they had to sit in their car seats and they had to have all these monitors on them and their vitals had to stay at this specific range for one hour in the car seats for them to be able to come home. And that is a long time, yeah. you know, for yeah. a little tiny baby. Yeah. And they kept failing that test. And I remember I would be so sad because there was nothing I wanted more than them to come home. Yeah. Cause it sucked, you know? And I remember one night like riding the elevator, I like, I got in the elevator at Memorial and I just never got out. And I think I rode <laughs> up and down like with people coming in and out of the elevator, just don't mind me. I'm going to sit in this corner just, and sob. Fine. And I was just like, they're never coming home ever, ever. Oh like they're never coming home and then my husband showed up to like visit and he happened to get in that elevator and he was like what are you yeah, how long have you been in yeah. you know? like, well, let's go and i think we went to like denny's or something so like the middle of the night oh my god drowned our sorrows in cheese sticks and milkshakes wow. and yeah. um, sounds amazing but it was just wild and uh then they finally did they finally passed the test and they got to come home well the whole time that they were there and i would just go sit like in the middle of the night, like I would just go sit and watch them all night, just stare at them. I never slept. Yeah. And the nurses, they kept saying like, you really should go home and rest because when they come home, you're not going to get a lot of rest. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't leave my babies, you know? And um, the first night they were home, I was like, do you think they'll take them back? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so tired <laughs> because they didn't sleep at all. And I think it was because they were in the NICU for so long they mess with them like all night, like mm. 24 hours a day, every hour on the hour. So they had no concept of like, this is the time where you sleep and this is the time where you're awake. They're just always awake. And um, so for eight months, they didn't sleep at all. Oh like never, ever, 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 ever slept at night. And you're still going to class. And I'm still going to class and I'm working and um, and he was working also. He was already working at SCAD. And oh my God, it was so horrible. And I was like, there is nothing like sleep deprivation mm -hmm. is probably the number one thing that will send you to like a padded room. <laughs> I remember one night I was up with them and they were screaming nonstop. Like they just would not shut up. And like, what, like he couldn't even sleep either because mm -hmm. they were just, it was not, it was two babies at the top of their lungs. And I'm sitting on the floor in the middle of them with like their carriers going like this, just trying to like, just a zombie at that point. Mm -hmm. And I remember he came in and he was like, put him on the porch and come to bed. And I was like, huh? <laughs> He's like, just put him on the porch and come to bed. They'll be fine. And I lost it. Like I started sobbing and like, oh my God, we're not gonna put our babies on the porch. Oh my God, you know? And then like we looked at each other and just started dying laughing. We were like, we have lost our minds. Yeah, like we, officially gone. Like there, we they just have no sanity away. left. Like it was so bad. Yeah. So then us, like, because we're so smart and so grown up, like I'm 19 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have these two babies now I have like, I am raising two two children and in college trying to finish up and working and we have this good idea that like okay we didn't get a boy that run let's try again stop because our logic was um, when you already have two what's one more might as well have three you know when you're already not sleeping and you're already not having any fun or doing any wonderful things like let's just go ahead and try again and get it out of the way and like you know just do it all at once, Now's right? Now's the time. Yeah. What's well, better time than now? <laughs> I'm here to tell you one more is a lot different. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> one, 
we were wrong. Um, one more is a lot, and I'm sorry, Dakota. <laughs> You're a wonderful child, but that was rough. Yeah. And daggum, it was another girl. Oh my Not God, even a boy. And it was funny because like the entire pregnancy with Dakota, they never could tell what she was. Like every ultrasound, they were like, we can't tell. She's too wiggly or it's too wiggly. And so I told everybody I was having a boy. Like mm -hmm. I was like, it's a boy. This oh. is a boy for sure. Mm -hmm. Boy, boy things, boy, everything. Like we were, I, you could not tell me I was not having a boy. Um, cut to like eight and a half months pregnant. We get in a car accident oh. and um, they took me to the hospital, which <laughs> I was so mad about because I felt fine and we were on our way to jalapenos. Oh, Pissed. All I Gamma could think about, I mean, I'm pregnant too, you know? <laughs> and all I could think about was eating at Jalapenos. Uh -huh. And so they're, the ambulance people, they're all out there and they're like, you have to go because you're freaking pregnant yeah. and they have to check on the baby. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I was like, I'm not getting in that ambulance. And so my mom had come up. And so um, my husband had stayed with like all of them to kind of sort out that scenario. And my mom came and she was like, I'll take her to the hospital. And we mm -hmm. had the other babies with us too. And um, as soon as we got in the car, I looked at her and I was like, we will go after we go to Jalapenos. And Stop. so we went. No <laughs> you went Jalapenos first? Oh. Wow, you I, must have been super convincing. My mom would be like, no way. <laughs> right, no way. Right. I'm surprised Denise let that happen, actually, because she's, I'm, I'm scared of her. I don't know. I must have been very scary at that point oh because God. usually it's way like the other way around. I'm still scared of her, but um, no, she took me to Jalapenos and it was the biggest mistake because, um, again, I was pregnant and not feeling well and so by the time i got to the hospital and they started doing all those freaking tests on me and stuff yeah. i was puking my brains out no. jalapenos nonstop. i was like this was a bad idea <laughs> but they ended up doing an ultrasound and it was just me and that lady in the room and i was like do you know what it is and she was like you don't know and i was like no oh nobody's been able to tell and she was like oh yeah honey that's a girl sobbing no. <laughs> throwing up and crying Maybe. again <laughs> heartbroken like i i'm telling you it was like the worst and so after that um we were like it's not in our cards to no, have a boy yeah it's just not gonna it's just not gonna be not gonna and happen. so we had our three girls and then we got three boy dogs <laughs> hey yes. making up for the lack because again we make really good decisions yeah. yep <laughs> wow yeah so, so that was the first round of of children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those um, are three girls. The kicker of your first time having kids, can you also share the real kicker of that story? People got to know. So I grew up um, very much in a bubble and uh, very naive. Um, my mom signed the paper that didn't allow me to go to health class and learn all the things. <laughs> If this gives you any idea, no. No. <laughs> I was the kid that had to go sit in the library while they learned about the things in health class. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. because I just was, no, it was just bad. You could not hear about that. No. That was just terrible things to know, you know? No. And so I got pregnant with twins that very first time that I, that I did that thing. God. Okay. So that is a whole like thing that feeds into this but like i want to know i'm 25 and that's way older than you were like yes. i mean maturity wise like 18 no, compared I to had 25 my third at 21 so, right yeah wow yeah and 
I'm serious. If I got pregnant unexpectedly right now, I would feel like my world was crumbling around me because I'm not ready for it. Yeah. yeah. I cannot imagine how I would have felt at 19. Like, how did you feel? Yeah. You know, like, because of the way that I was raised, and it was a very um, hellfire brimstone, mm-hmm. you know, denomination. And that's a whole nother, that's probably a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> but because of that, the sad thing is, like, my first thoughts were not even like, how the crap am I going to do this? Yeah. You know, like, what does this mean for my life? Like, my first thoughts were like, oh, my God, I'm going to hell. You know? Oh, my God. Wow. Like, okay. oh, my God. Like, literally everyone I've ever, you know, spoken to is going to think I'm the biggest hypocrite in the whole entire world. And, like, these were the only things that I was thinking about. And these were the things that were, were like, keeping me up at night. Yeah. And I just felt so horrible, so embarrassed. Like, it was just... It was a lot. It was a weird headspace to be, mm-hmm. to find something out like that. And that's like where my head was living. Yeah. And it was really weird for me even too, like in the beginning of our marriage, because because of that, like I had all these internal battles that I had to fight, like mm-hmm. just with that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And just the whole, like that whole concept of that. And it just kind of, it didn't lay a good foundation, you yeah. know, at all. But, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I was pretty mature for my age anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was already I was already almost like finishing up college stuff because I started most of it in high school and like already, you know, I'd just gotten a job at the freaking Department of Revenue and um so I already had like big adult things kind of already happening. And so going into like raising kids, it wasn't even anything that I ever thought about like crap, how am I going to do this? It was just like, all right, we have to do yes. that. We got to do this. You know, I feel like our first thought would be like financially, I could not support a kid but, right no. now. Yeah. But that's because like you think about like right, you're, right. you're mm-hmm. thinking about that mm-hmm. back then, like and, and you're talking like so long ago, like these were not the focuses of anything that we were taught or, mm-hmm. you know, like and I think you know, in school now they're taught about like money management and credit Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which is amazing. But that was not anything that was ever even touched on back then. So like that wasn't even, we didn't even think about that. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, it wasn't until like each tiered thing happened that I was like, crap, they cost a lot. Like, where are we going to get this money from? (laughs) You know, but it always, I mean, it always worked out and always happened. And that's why like, it was so mind blowing for us because like we did get married so young and we did have babies so young and we were like grown up so young that when we would hear like our friends that were our age that were getting married at like regular times and having babies at like regular times (laughs) saying things like, oh, we want to wait until we're able to or until we're ready we're like huh like when is that though like you literally will never be ready (laughs) there's no point where this is like okay i have made it to this level and now this is baby level you know like because everything is so unexpected and so different with every single one like you can i mean you can you can plan and you can prepare but Mm -hmm. being all the way ready is just unattainable i think you know because (laughs) You never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, like, you know, health wise, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all these different things. I mean, God forbid, like something, you know, be wrong or go wrong or you have like there's a lot of money and, you know, costs involved in that. I mean, Hannah, like when she was three, had to have heart surgery. And so not only like do you think about medical costs, but like that was 
probably three months of time that I was not able to work like full time because it was in Atlanta mm -hmm. and I was having to go back and forth. And so we had to make decisions like, okay, like do I continue to work and like continue to send three kids to freaking daycare that costs like a mortgage? Yeah. And um, I mean, I was basically working for that. And mm -hmm. you just have to stop and think and do math and weigh out like what, you know, what do we do? And you have to always like be able to swerve because it's always interchanging, you know, like you think you have a plan and then like once you think you have that plan, that plan flips on you and you're like, okay, never mind, it's not planned. Yeah, just, just, just kidding. <laughs> we'll do something different. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a lot of that. It was like a, a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But never, um, I mean, obviously, it was difficult. I mean, the this, the young years are the toughest mm -hmm. years. I, actually, it's really just the first year. Yeah. I mean, even now, like having Roman um, cut to like, <laughs> I was like, we gotta get Roman in here. Explain. Eighteen years later, like honestly, um, I remember when I was pregnant with Roman. Uh, Hannah was in the car with me, one of the twins. And she made a comment and she was like, cause they were 19 at the time. And she was like, you know what? She was like, I just realized that I am the age right now that you were when you had me and Haley. And now you're pregnant again. Oh, mom. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Thank you. Get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Never do math again. Your girls love to do this to they you. Really like they, they really do. They really love point to things shove yes. face. Okay. Before we go any further, I feel like we should explain who Roman is. Like we talked about him up top, but like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. give us a brief so, timeline and then Roman. The girl's um, father and I, we were married for about 16 years and then we got divorced and um, we're, you know, we're great friends. We're still a good little family. Um, but then I got remarried to Sunny and um, Sunny has a daughter too. So I have three daughters and Sunny has one daughter and she's 16. And, um, Sonny had mentioned like before, like he had always like said something about what do you think? Like, would, do you have another kid? And and I was just kind of always like, maybe. I mean, like my thought process on it was because again, I'm going to take you back to like how bad I wanted a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, if there is 100% like scientifically, like 100% I would have a boy and it would just be one baby that came out. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, again. for sure. You know, like, cause, I was what, 36, 37 at the time. And so I was like, I mean, that's old, but it's not too old. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe. And then it happened. Like I got pregnant and um, I was like, well, we're doing this. And um, it was a boy. And, yeah. Like, I mean, it was so incredible. Like I was so excited. Like I honestly couldn't believe it when they, when they told me the results of the thing and they said it was a boy, I was like- Of the thing. Are you lying? <laughs> like, Yay, don't choke yeah. with me. Oh, so then it was like new, you know, I was just like, it was like a whole different experience. And it was a whole different experience just being older mm -hmm. because, um, well, number one, like being pregnant older is not the same <laughs> as being pregnant younger. <laughs> you have way less energy and way less like, I guess, kicking your step. I don't know, but yeah. it was really rough. And um, then having a baby at this age versus having the girls at 19 has been way different too, which thank God he's such a good baby because he is literally the he best is. baby in the world. Yeah. I mean, he's so chill and he's so like such a trooper. I mean, y'all know, like we haul him every freaking way. I mean, he, oh my God, he was at the pool party with us. Like, two, oh my God. <laughs> we partied with Roman more in the last year than I partied probably with anyone else. Oh, it's I'm amazing. Serious. He just shows up. Like, and the thing about you is, like, you're not even, like, partying with us. Like, I will be out, like, at 2 in the morning, like, Katie, come out. And Katie will be like, 
Not fam. But if it's like nine thirty, <laughs> then yes. you show up and you yeah. roll in. Yeah. Y'all sipping your water. Time. You're ready to go. Like he has, he has so much swag too. Okay, so you've got these babies. At what point did you like start to evolve into this like businesswoman that we know today? So, well, that was pretty young. I mean, like I said, you know, we had to grow up really fast, and um. So I, my first like real um, job was working for the Department of Revenue. And that, I mean, that introduced me to, I, I was the youngest person there. Cl- well, clearly I was like 20, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I think I, they hired me when I was pregnant with the twins. So that's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, so I was like 19 mm-hmm. and um, they were the best people in the whole entire world. The cool thing about working there was like everybody that that worked there, they had all worked there together for like the past 25 years. Oh. So they it was all older people. And they um, I say that now there was like probably not that much. More than me <laughs> they were 35. Like, get out of here. Back then, it seemed like they were older, <laughs> um, but they were. It was so it was such a good learning experience for me because um, they had so much to teach me and I was a sponge like I wanted to listen and hear everything that they said like the lady that um, that ran the like the person that was in charge of the whole entire like southeast like region office was a woman mm-hmm. and so that was really cool because she was very like she was very demanding of the space like she she was the boss, clearly the boss, you know? Yeah. And um, and then there was a, another guy that was like right under her and I loved him with my whole heart. And I learned so much from him and from her. And I just wanted to absorb and soak it all in because I knew that like I had, that I needed to learn a lot quickly because I had a, like, I had two babies on the way to take care of and I needed yeah. to know how to best do that mm-hmm. <laughs> financially, you know? And I knew I didn't know a lot about that. And so um, I kind of just soaked everything in that they that they had to give and they had to say. And um, then when Hannah had to have heart surgery, it wasn't going to work out for me to keep doing that and uh, travel like I was going to need to travel for her and um, daycare. And it's just a lot. And so I, um, I quit and I started just doing um, like accounting work from home. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for a while. So that was kind of like my first like work for myself situation was mm-hmm. doing that. And that was good. Um, that that worked for us at, at that moment. And then um, shortly after that, uh, well, I think it was when the girls started kindergarten or maybe when Dakota started kindergarten, I, um, I started working <laughs> for uh, another company that was a friend of ours. And, um, and it kind of introduced me into the first, um, like the first business that I started, which was a wholesale pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was the first thing that I started and, uh, it was scary as crap. That's a big industry <laughs> yeah. to just dive It into. really is, you know, but like, again, I was young and it didn't even like the realm of that didn't like connect in my head. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, let's go. We're going to do this. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And, um, and we had an amazing, um, couple that invested in, into our company and kind of also helped guide us with like the, the way to do business. And they were very, um, they had a very established business in a completely different field of work. Um, they wanted to do something or wanted to be a part of something that was different from what they were in. And, um, so it was a, it was a good, you know, it, it was a good match and, um, and they were just the best people. And, um, they taught me so much too. And like, 
many, many trial and errors, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like many mistakes were, were made and you learn a lot along the way. And, um, and you also, uh, and then from there, you know, I went on to like do other businesses and I learned a lot about how important it is who you partner up with <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because, um, you know, it's, uh, that's a big, that's, that's a big important part and it's a big piece. Um, and who you do business with, you know, period. And, um, even if it's not like, a business that you own or um, are going to open with someone, even just down to like who you're going to work for. Yeah. Like you have to kind of have some kind of like common ground, some kind of like same vision and, you know, same moral compass, I guess. Um, and just um, be able to communicate with each other. And um, I learned all of these things. Like some things were easy lessons, some things were really hard lessons. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I navigated through a lot of it. And um, of course, like with the help of my family and my friends, they were always have been like super, super supportive mm -hmm. and there for me. And, um, you know, like, I mean, even the girls, like, uh, I mean, they grew up with like working their butts off to you, you know, like mm -hmm. when I had stuff that I had to get done, like I had them in there packing crap up and like, yeah. you know, you know, putting in packing peanuts and wrapping up bubble wrap and, um, you know, like I wanted to teach them too. like, you have to work hard and you have to build something, you know, even if it's not your own, like you still have to treat it like it is your own and respect it like it is your own and, and work mm -hmm. hard for it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that, that all started when I was pretty young. And I think I grew up, um, my grandfather was like my very best friend. Mm -hmm. My actually my grandparents. I was very very close with them. And my papa was a plumber. And um he was the most hilarious person in the entire world. Like he's crazy, cut up with everybody all the time, big personality. Um and he drove my grandmother crazy. And so did I. Like because <laughs> I just got jumped right into his antics with him and I was always like messing with people too and I just wanted to be just like him. So I just did whatever he did. Aww. And we would drive her crazy and so she would be like y'all both have to leave. Like both of you've <laughs> you got to go. And so she would always send me on his plumbing trips with him. And so I went on all of these plumbing trips with my papa and when I was little it was cool. Um, when I got older, it was less cool, um, <laughs> but it was to the point where he felt like I was, I was his, I was his worker. Like if he had a job, like I was going on this job with him if I was not in school. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he would have me, he would like be able to, he taught me enough about plumbing to know like, okay, we're going to do this job today. So he would have me go like pack the tool bucket for mm -hmm. what we needed for that job. And I remember when I was in high school and I would sit on the bucket next to him and hand him the tools that he needed as he needed them. And I remember him making a comment like, you're going to be so grateful for this one day when you're older. And I told him like out of my mouth, I was like, Papa, I cannot think of a scenario in the entire <laughs> world where I'm going to feel grateful for this uh -huh. skill that I'm like, I'm never going to use this yeah. ever lies wow. <laughs> i'm so thankful that i know how to fix the toilet you all know how much a plumber cost it is expensive listen i'm having toilet problems right now it is so that. much money to yeah. freaking pay a plumber to come do stuff so mm -hmm. like i got y'all on the easy stuff like, oh my god i don't want to run a septic line yeah because that's messy but if you need like a new flush valve or a flapper ball or just the whole insides of a toilet or a pee trap or a wax ring like i got you like i know how to do these things yes wow. i should have called you to install the bidet because that was hard. Oh my, I didn't that do it. Was hard. I didn't do it. Cameron did it, but yeah, <laughs> it so was funny. hard. But like I learned from him, like at a very young age, like to work hard.
hard, you know, yeah, and yeah. that, and, and he treated everybody in the most wonderful way. And if people, like, he would go do plum jobs, and if they didn't have money to pay for it, he'd be like, all right, well, you know, make me a sandwich or whatever, mm-hmm. like, or, or nothing or, you know, yeah. whatever. And that was just the way he, the way he did business. And he just wanted to help people and be a part of, you know, their day in a good way. I learned like a lot from him and my mom and Jay. They both worked really hard and they didn't have much, but they gave everything that they had to anybody that needed it. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, I just always grew up knowing like work hard. Yeah. And so that's just kind of like, I've never stopped. I don't think I just continue to keep working. Yeah. Even when I think I'm taking a break, I don't usually take Mm -hmm. a break. Yeah. And somebody said the other day, like uh, the lady that I work with now at the real estate office said that her doctor had made a comment about her like starting another thing. And and she was like, I mean, you're getting older. Like, why are you adding more stuff? Like, why don't you plan on retiring? And she was like, "Mm, probably not soon. And I was just like, made me think of like retirement, like I don't think I would want to do, like, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know. I think I would probably still do something. I'd probably volunteer somewhere, you know. I yeah. can't see you doing that. I mean, even I during COVID, like, when everybody was, like, um, kind of taking a beat, um, I told them, because the ladies that I worked with, I was like, you guys are older, so you need to not come to the office. Like, they were like, we well, shouldn't go to the office. And I was like, I will I will do that. <laughs> so, I like, I don't know. There's just something about, like, I need order to my day and that, like, I need to get up and get dressed get ready and leave and go to a place mm-hmm. and like do work and then feel like that's done and then I can go home and you know do whatever but wow. I have to have that piece of my of my routine I think yeah. yeah so I went every day to the office during all of it and uh sat there and and worked like it was yeah regular days yeah I mean you but just it kept it's... me sane. also there were like four teenagers at my house that were eating yeah. non-stop doing <laughs> virtual school and I was like we will kill each other if sure. I stay here I gotta get out somebody's here. gonna die well it just seems like you do obviously it's not like easy but you seem like you just do it all with such ease and I feel like when it comes to girls that are our age or girls that are younger like you were when you had the twins like what piece of advice would you give to your younger self going through that all again oh lord so many things (laughs) (laughs) one thing that i did was um i didn't allow a lot of grace for myself like to make a mistake you know what i mean like i put so much pressure on myself to like get everything right and to make everyone happy that like I completely lost myself for like a chunk of life. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't exist, but like I was just there for to make everything keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the worst thing that I did for myself and like probably for everyone else. I mean, even my girls, you know, I hate that um, that they got to experience that version of me that was like not me, mm-hmm. you know, which um, is you know remedied now and. Um, but I, I feel like a whole big part was kind of like went missing right there. Yeah. But it was because I felt so much pressure, you know, and I put a lot of pressure on myself, too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us like I mean, I think women in general do that just because there's so much, you know, there's a lot that we deal with just normally and then add all the other things that we want to do and that we want to be successful in. We want to be a good mom. We want to be successful in our career. I mean, some and, and some don't. And that's fine, too. But yeah. If that is something that's important to you, it is really hard to do all of those things at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I started my first company, my my reasoning, like the thing that I kept telling myself was the main reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to have all this time to spend with my kids. Like if they had something at school, I wanted to be able to go to it. I wanted to be in charge of my time. 
bless my heart. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, no, that was opposite. Like, yep. that all went away. You know, I ended up like having to pay people to go pick them up from here and take them to there and go do this with them and go do that with them. And I miss a lot. Yeah. And I hated that. Um, I tried to make it as, you know, to as much as I could, but it was difficult and it wore me out, you know? Yeah. And so I think like, Thinking that I needed to do everything and be everywhere was probably the worst thing I did to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I would definitely tell my then self to like chill the crap out and don't yeah. try to think that you have to do all of that stuff because you don't. But in your head, you think that you have to check all these boxes to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. There is no right way. I mean, there's just your way. You know what I mean? And each kid is different. I mean, like raising the girls was a completely different experience than what I'm experiencing now, like raising Roman. And I'm sure some of it is because he's a boy and they were girls. And I know in the future that is going to be <laughs> some different things too. But, um, yeah. you know, like I've loved both experiences, but um, I think with the girls, because I was so young when I had them and I was so busy mm-hmm. that I was kind of like, those little years, I was like, kind of like, hurry up and talk, you know, hurry up and wipe your butt and hurry up and walk (laughs) and hurry up and do things on your own that, you know, I won't have to do. And now with Roman, because like, it's so weird. I feel like I'm in such like a time warp scenario because as I was having Roman, like my twins were graduating high school and going to college. So it was like, I felt like I was losing like the first things I ever did at the same time, like starting this brand new one, you know, and it was like, so it was such a surreal, weird feeling because I was like heartbroken at the fact that they were grown up. Yeah. And then, but also like, oh, but like, is this like a reset? Like, do I get to try, you know, like try it again a different way? Mm -hmm. And it's been such a different experience because now with Roman, I'm like, Take your time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, chill the crap out, dude. Don't run. Like, yeah. baby, walk, crawl. So you're kind of you taking know? your own advice. Just 20, 18 years later. Yeah, yeah. right. Just took like a whole another, um, a whole another kid to do it. But um, it's fun, you know. Like it's it's uh, it's cool to have this experience and and at this age and with him and with Sunny and having a boy. Like it's it's really cool. I love. Like I said, like. I wouldn't trade anything in the world for what I experienced with the girls and that whole first part of life. You know, everybody always asks, like, if you knew, like, would you do it all over again? And I absolutely 100% would. I would make better decisions, but, um, but I would do it all over again. I mean, like they're, so the twins are almost 20 and, um, Dakota just turned 18 and like, they're like, built-in best friends you know like i like we have such a good time together and they are so fun and like we they're like the best girls and they're so different like each one of them is like completely opposite of the other yeah no two of them are alike in any way um they don't even look alike like they don't even look like sisters actually (laughs) but they're so much fun and we have such a good time with them and it's also fun to watch them with roman because you know they're like there's so many years apart but i remember even like when he was a baby they would facetime and because hannah moved to atlanta to go to scad and um the other two girls were in bluffton and they would facetime and just like want to talk to him and so like they would just have conversations (laughs) with him and he doesn't have words but he's like you know and um they have their own little thing and it's really really cute it's fun i just have kind of one more thought slash question um So I love what you were saying earlier, like whenever we were asking you if you were like scared and you said like you were so young, you didn't even know what to be worried about. And I feel like one of like our main points at this podcast is talking about 
everything we don't know and yeah. trying to let people know like it's okay. Um, so I guess kind of my question is, do you think there's like any power in not knowing everything? 100%. I mean, like, what is this? I mean, everybody says ignorance is bliss and mm-hmm. like applicable, like 100% applicable to this. Like if I had known like all of the things that would come down the pipeline that are attached to having kids, I would be like, oh no, 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 no. don't sign me up for that. Even like the whole, and I was talking to somebody about this today, like the whole like being pregnant and what it does to your body and childbirth and like, and the, what you have to do to feed the baby afterwards, like even like just keep it in that box. Uh-huh. I'm still not signing up for that willingly. <laughs> you know, like it's rough living guys. Like yeah. it's rough. I mean, it does things that you just, they cannot be reversed. Yep. Yeah. It is bad. <laughs> And if you knew everything, then you would not do it. No sane person would do it. You know, like everybody always says, you know, I have not had a child in the traditional way. I've only ever had Mm C-sections, but I hear that people that do have it that way, that it's a giant big pain. And I bet, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can only imagine (laughs) I've, you know, felt glimpses of it, Uh Um, but I can't imagine feeling the full thing. Right. And they say like, but it's such, it's a pain that's so horrible, but like you forget about it. Uh-huh. I'm like, you must because people do it again. Oh my God. <laughs> With that knowledge. You know? yeah. But I think that applies to all of it because there's a lot of parts of it that are painful beyond that part. Yeah. Like even pumping milk out of your body, it's not a picnic. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, think about it. It is a machine attached to you, sucking hard, Ah. like milk out of your body. And you're excited about it. Like when it starts spraying out, you're like, yes. (laughs) Go off. There's something coming out that's gonna feed my my child. Especially now there's freaking formula shortages, you know. I'm right. like, oh my god, these are not an feed option my child. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like the things that you get excited about and that you like are yeah, mm-hmm. it is not normal. Yeah. It is not normal. Oh it's my god. probably the same in the career side of it too. Like I feel like no one would take any big business risks if they knew every possible oh, thing yeah. that could go I wrong. I mean, if you sit and pro and con everything out of life, you <laughs> Nobody's doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You know, I remember, I remember, and like, it, I think it was during the first business that I had, I was so stressed out. Like, it was a period of time that was so stressful and it was so horrible. And it was literally, sh- I knew it was just shaving years off my life. I was just giving it away. And I remember sitting at, um, in the drive through of Sonic. Oh, wow. And they were skating around, you know, like taking people <laughs> their food. That was back when they still did that. And I remember sitting there thinking like, I want to be that. Like, I want to quit this and, and I want to do that. Uh-huh. They get to skate all day. <laughs> they get to take people food that they're excited about. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. That face. looks better. Sign me up for that. <laughs> like that to me was like a mirage. Like that was like the, the stuff in the middle of the sand that you're trying mm-hmm. to get to. Yeah. Like, I was just like, that is life. That is living. Yep. This is not, <laughs> you know? That is the goal. <laughs> This is, this is life goals, yeah. you know, oh but because you're because you, there's things that get thrown at you and there's bad things that happen and there's yeah. crap that you have to like truck through that you're just like, God, this is hard. Yeah. But I th- all of that is definitely character defining moments, you yeah. know, like it. Def- yeah. I mean, it's definitely pressure on the on the rock and you kind of just and it's how you handle it and it's how you come out of it. And if you keep going, yeah, <laughs> that kind of defines your your character and your person, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough. And, and, and it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination at any point of it all. But um, 
but you learn a lot. And as long as you're learning mm -hmm. like from it, like I think that's progress, yeah, you know? Agreed, yeah. If you just keep doing the same dumb thing, <laughs> that's not great. You're not learning. Yeah. yeah. My kind of like final thought with everything that we've been talking about is that thinking about the theme of this podcast episode, it's not just about being a mom and mm -hmm. how to be a mom. This is being a mom and having a career. Like yeah. it's just so crazy the things that we do because being a mom is a full-time job. Oh, completely. Yeah. And and the people that <laughs> the people that do it full-time are to be Oh yeah. Praised. <laughs> like yep. yeah. you know, yeah. I was with so I have a client who doesn't live here she lives out of town and she is a mom of three and um works like probably 12 hours a day and um she was saying the other day because hers are little all of hers are little like only one of mine is little but all of hers are little and she's like honestly when they when somebody doesn't show up for work and i need to go in and cover that shift i would rather do that wow. it is less than what i have to do at home yeah. she was like work 12 hours at that restaurant and cover that person's shift or stay home with these three work yeah like yeah and honestly you know like that was like during covid like with the with like they were all home i should have wanted to spend time with them at home and enjoy that beat that everybody got but i was like they're gonna kill me mm -hmm. and i'm going to kill them mm -hmm. because i you know me i'm like no moment should be wasted in the day and they're sitting there like watching netflix and chilling and i'm like mm -mm, no like no. what are you doing let's like let's fill these minutes with product with productivity like let's get something <laughs> done and they're like you got to go yeah. yeah you got to go <laughs> you got to go do something yeah yeah i mean women are just freaking incredible i'm telling it's you insane. what we can do anything we yeah can. even yeah. those 25 year olds we can do yes. anything yes yeah. yes and like Honestly, and I tell my girls all the time because they got really crazy. And I think they might have just been messing with me. I hope to God that they were just messing with me. But they started saying the other day about how they wanted to have kids by the time that they or like be married and have kids by the time they were 21, 22. And I was like, honey, mm -mm. oh, no. Mm -mm. Oh, no, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. Also, I have a baby. You cannot have a baby. You're yeah. not allowed to have a baby until my baby is older. <laughs> like we're not having Get babies at the same time. No. This has negated that option mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. yeah. Especially now. Yep. I was going to say, yeah. Speaking yeah. of, do we Speaking like of, do we want to just go here? Should we I just guess do we it? go here? I feel like maybe we'll announce up up top that we have a surprise. So we here's do have a surprise. surprise. We talked about. So Roman was a surprise. And now we have another surprise because I am pregnant again. <laughs> This is at lunch the other day, and she's like, "Guys, I'm freaking pregnant." We're like, "No way!" Oh my god! I have confirmed it. It's just one child. Just one. Yay! So it's okay. It's okay. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was gonna be twins. I was really I was Santa so prayer. scared. I was losing I was sleep like, over it yeah. because I was nervous. I didn't even think about that as an option until Haley said, "Mom, this could be twins," and I was like, "No." Okay, we need to. We need to. We need to know. <laughs> so I was like, "Look everywhere. There could be a baby." Count them up. Like, yep. how many do we have? Count them up. Count them Count up. Them what up. are we wow. looking at? Like, who do I need to prepare to prepare a nursery? Like, because I cannot have more than one. I don't like no. So yes, here we go. Number five, guys. My how? count is up to freaking five. We are really creating the basketball team here. I'm so now so excited. excited. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. We're so happy. For now you. Roman gets a little person to grow up with, like the girls. Oh He's gonna be a good big brother. I yeah. think he is. Yeah. Oh, congratulations and thank, thank you. you. Oh my thank god! You. Thank you for coming. Sorry, Sunny. <laughs> I just <laughs> stole your thunder. <laughs> Katie is quite literally an icon. 
I love her. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to her, I just feel like warm and mm-hmm. welcome and like I learned something. I love Katie. I know. It's just, it's so funny, our relationship with her, but she is the literally like the most supportive human being and yes. just has so much good advice all the time. I feel like she has an answer for freaking everything. She does. And if you're not doing something right, she'll tell you. If you're doing something right, mm-hmm. she'll also tell you. True. She's a good friend. Either one. Yeah. Either one. Well, we hope you guys learned a lot from that episode. And even if you're not having a baby now, it's still good things to know for the future because yeah. whether you're 19, 25, 30, it all applies. You never Babies know. Babies are happening. Never know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so with that, that is episode eight, question mark. Um, <laughs> don't forget to uh, recommend us to your friends. Please share us. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this right now. Um, reminder, every single Monday, new episodes come out. We're on YouTube, Spotify. I'm putting Apple in there. We should be on Apple. If we're not on yes. Apple by the time this comes out in mm-hmm. like three weeks, then I give up. Yep. Apple, <laughs> Google. Um, what's the other one? Castbox, I think. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Um, Jamie, take it away with the socials. Yeah, and also make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok, and we're gonna have a lot more content coming soon that we're very excited about. So, anyways, with further ado, um, chicks and dip pod P O D. Give us a follow. You can also follow our personal Instagrams. Mine is Jamie Burton with two A's. Getting a little fancy. Ooh, mine is Lauren underscore Wolverton. Yeah. And thank you guys for your support. This has been really fun. And if you have any suggestions of um, different topics you want us to talk about, you can DM us some questions like our friend did one of these weeks, whichever week it was. Um, But yeah, we love to hear from you guys and please review. For Mm -hmm. sure. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye y'all. Bye.